Do you ever feel in your own surfing, you're just stuck in your own head and sometimes you can be in these loops where you don't really feel present or you're not really enjoying the moment or you're not enjoying surfing as much as you should. And there's this concept of being mindful and working with ourselves and not against ourselves. And how do we take that in so that when we're out there surfing, we can find more enjoyment. And this is so hand in hand with trying to improve your surfing because there's so much frustration of the rate you want to improve at, what you're seeing, what you're not seeing, what's happening, what you're feeling. It can be this frustrating experience. And practicing to be more mindful can be the light bulb moment of how to just have more fun with that experience, how to have more fun just in your day-to-day surf, not even trying to improve or managing different situations out in the surf. So I caught up with the Mindful Surfer guys. They run their own podcast, the Mindful Surfer podcast. You can find it in the show notes below. They're amazing two guys. Their podcast is hilarious. It's fun. It's entertainment all in the same time while helping you. I seriously recommend checking them out. The guys and I have been running rings around each other trying to catch up for months and we finally did a little while ago. And this is my conversation with them, trying to get to this, how can you be more mindful? How can the average surfer take this in to have more fun and enjoy these moments and work with yourself and not against yourself? So here it is, my conversation with the two guys there is some audio issues. We, Cornwall and Devon in the UK, internet reception is pretty bad. Um, but I have edited through what I can get rid of. I'm not a master editor, but I have cleaned up the audio as much as I can. And if you're new to this podcast, this podcast is all about straight to the point tips, things that you can take away, implement into your surfing, or things that change the way you view your surfing. And this is a podcast episode all about that, helping you change the way you view things in your surfing. So here it is. Well, thank you very much, guys. Uh, Will and Liam, it's so amazing to have you guys on the show. I feel like we've been chasing this for probably months now. Yeah. Yeah. Little while. Uh, takes takes a while. Life, life's busy. Easier to find a wave than it is to find a time for uh, Wall Street. <laughs> a lot of it's my fault, I have to say, because I've been, I've been working. Um, so for those who aren't familiar with you guys, can you guys just give a brief introduction to yourselves and also your own podcast? Yeah. So, uh, I'm Will, right? Uh, Will Foster, if you want the, my full name, it's Will and then Foster. Um, and, uh, I'm a mind and body coach, uh, and with this lovely guy to my right, uh, Liam Morgan, we, we started a podcast called the mindful surfer. And the main reason being is because we just wanted to share online what we loved sharing ourselves just in the van on the way to to the coast. So we we live by the by the surf, but a lot of our better surf is on, as you well know, Luke, from being on the north coast, is on the north coast. So we would do these drives, get to know each other and go into sort of pretty deep conversations. But there was a lot of laughter around it too. It was it was this thing where what we really wanted to bring uh was a sort of lighter version of of mindful awareness where, you know, we're all on this journey of mind and body but but let's keep it really light and fun at the same time so um yeah that's kind of what we do we talk about well go on, yeah dude. massively what do we talk you about? know it's kind of i think somebody else said this I, i'd like to sort of steal the steal, steal the quote but we 
it's sort of mindfulness without the scented candles and tree hugging. You know, it's uh, it's and and it's mindfulness with a sort of smile on its face. We 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 were, as Will said, we're having these kind of conversations about everything. You know, life, ego, and all around sort of our surf experiences and our anticipation and expectation on the surf and what it what it meant to be. You know, surfer. Were we getting any better? Um, and so, yeah, we just wanted to sort of, sort of share that and, um, and, and we did, and, you know, lockdown came along and that sort of enabled us to sort of have time to sit together in a studio and start press record, challenge all, certainly my fears of putting my voice out there. You know, I've run from businesses for many years and really accidentally in some ways, always, I, I was trying to surf, but I ended up falling into the sort of world of, of work. And, um, you know, that pause in that, that was brought to life, forced pause, kind of kicked off this, this sort of beginning, really, of this sort of journey of actually recording what we were talking about and sharing it with, uh, with whoever wanted to listen. You know, and we thought if, if one person listens to that and connects with, you know, or at least relates to what we're saying, then we, we feel we'd achieve something. Thankfully, you know, at least two now do. So uh, that's probably both of our wives. Yeah. <laughs> it's you and Kelly. Yeah. 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 I, I will say uh, when I, I, I've been trying to come back to podcasting for such a long time and this has been recorded before I've put out one of the first episodes. This will probably be like my first episode back. Uh, and I hit other community being like, what should I do? And you guys came highly recommended. That was how I first found out about you guys was literally like, go talk to these guys, do an episode with them. Uh, other than like, go do this topic, this topic, that was pretty much one of the top few things. Um, and then when I think about your podcast, it's very free flowing and fun conversational, like as if you're kind of sitting in the car with two friends. Well, that's great. That, that's lovely to him. If, if, I mean, that's kind of the vibe we wanted to, to sort of not even create that, that, that's our kind of relationship really and uh you know you 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 add in a couple of people to that conversation if you give people lifts to the, the coast and they, they were saying the similar thing and you know we we when we started uh and especially kind of a little bit of my reticence of you know am i going to do this we had this sort of idea or rather this principle and this purpose that as long as we were having a good time we keep doing it and that became the essence of almost like you if you want to see it as a brand it's Every time Will and I turn up to do anything, we're, we're like, are we having a good time? Is this, is this giving us joy? Is it bringing us like uh, what we want? And, um, and it is. It's, it, you know, we've been doing it for longer than we realize probably now, but the, the, the vibe is still incredibly high and the laughs are, are loud, you know, whether we're recording or not. That, that was the thing, really, you know, turn up, have a good time, record, send it out into the, uh, the universe the audio universe and see what happens. And, uh, and that's it. And we want to kind of keep doing that. You know, we've got lots of ideas of how we evolve the show, but if it helps us in mind and spirit, and then we're kind of applying that into the, you know, the body and the, the kind of gains through surfing and having surfing as a sort of, you know, our, our, one of our number one priorities in life, but also all of the learning that that brings of how do you, how do you bring that back into the, keep calling it the real world, but how, how do you take all of that stuff then, mind, body, stoke, back into the sort of the grind, if you like, the day-to-day and, 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 and take those lessons to help you get through, you know, this 
this crazy ride that is uh, is living. Mm, I agree. So, which that kind of asks, like, I've got a couple of questions for you guys. Um, what does being mindful mean to you guys? Like, how does an average surfer be more mindful? That's a wicked question. I think that um, it's it's impossible to answer, um, except from my own personal view. If that makes any sense, and that's a bit of a strange answer in itself. What I more mean by that is, it's it's impossible to know if someone is being mindful in their approach. Because in the end, quite honestly, what does it matter? I mean, if I was to think that someone else was not being mindful in the surf, it would it would it would be my judgment uh, of what they're doing. So that in itself isn't mindful, ironically enough. But but just just from my own personal feeling. Um, it is just being aware in each moment that you're in. So, you know, it seems so simple, but of course it's so damn difficult because, you know, you surf when someone is a bit difficult, who's giving off an aggressive vibe and suddenly your, your whole vibe has shifted and changed into, into same. You're like, we tend to match people in these ways. If you, if you paddle out in the lineup and there's a, a great person there who's immediately smiling. Again, we tend to match and we, we go, oh, wow, this is nice. And so our test is how aware of our egos are we? And I think that's the mindful surfer. It's, it's the part of your mind that flips immediately into the black and white of, well, this surf is going to be like this now. And that person's like that. And it's all like this. And it's never going to be, you know, black and white kind of boxy labels for things that are just total bullshit. So I think... When we spot our insane mind and we are able to admit openly that we have these crazy minds, which I am very, very happy to do, um, we're going a long way to being, I think, a more mindful surfer. But that, that, that we don't know on the collective level. We can only know on the, on the single person level, like just us. You know? So we can teach these things to a degree. I think what we, Liam and I can teach a lot more is the philosophy and the body practices and you know, surf equipment, like there's a lot of physical stuff. But whether someone themselves wakes up to their mind or not and their ego, poof, uh, who knows? Yeah, it is awareness, Luke. I think it's great. I mean, it's an amazing question. But what is a mindful surfer? It's a great question. And often I am reminded, again, by my lovely wife, that I am anything but mindful surfer. And, <laughs> yep. and, Ditto. and I think that's the challenge. So where did all this come from? It was really our own exploration of it, of like, how do I get the most out of it? And how do I stop myself getting irritated or stressed or, and it all goes back to those kind of philosophies of awareness or even like stoicism as well in a, in a strange way, you know? So, you know, when you're in the surf, you're getting irritated by everything, the waves, the people, the, you know, it, like meditations, I think Marcus Aurelius says, you know, you, you walk out your house or whatever sort of palatial uh, villa he was living in at the time. And you're going, of course, you're going to meet difficult people. Of course, situations are not going to be to your immediate liking. And if you put that sort of philosophy into the surface, look, the only thing you can control in that is your own reaction to those situations. And you can either lean in and say, well, I'm having a great time. And I'm not going to let this irritate me. And I'm going to be more, you know, you can swap mindful for aware, aware of those things. And in doing that, you don't interrupt this kind of flow experience that you get when you're really sort of paddling around and in this, on this side of the, the globe, dressed head to toe in rubber, um, which in itself is such an absurdity. The, the idea we take ourselves seriously sometimes as surfers when you dressed 
head to toe in, in, in black rubber and sort of paddling around on a piece of foam in, in the sea. It's incredible. Um, so we just wanted to bring a bit of awareness to that, really, in order to help us and anybody that kind of was interested get, get the most out of it. I think one of these things as well, Luke, just to finish on that, because it's an awesome point there, um, is Liam and I are just simply discussing what we feel like we're aware of. Whether it makes any sense to someone on the show it is down to them. So, so if someone has, has started that spark of awareness, they'll listen to the show and not know why they want to keep listening to it. Whereas someone who's way down the path of awareness has been and has been very aware of their ego for a long time will just go, yep, 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 love, yep, yep, yep. So, so it's, it's, and then some people will have been recommended it and they'll listen to it and they'll be like, these fucking lads, hell are they talking about? But you, That's just, you know, what? They're overanalyzing it. Fucking just, it's just surf, mate. Just get on with it. Like, <laughs> and we always do an Aussie eyes accent, Luke, which I'm really sorry about. We, um, and again, you know, we're not, we're, of course, we're not the first people to, you know, there's lots of people listening and go, God, God, we, we, we were talking about this shit in the, insert whichever decade you're from, you know, 60s, 70s, 80s, you know, there's, there's, we're not the first people to do this, you know, it's just that we were, we're, we're, we're sharing it as we work it out ourselves. And if it helps one person, um, and you know, surf is, I always say, it's, like, it's when we're talking on the show, and obviously our lives and our passion and our purpose often revolves around surf, but surf is, is a metaphor for life, isn't it, really? It's a four letter word. You know, we could, it could easily be the mindful lifer. And one of the best compliments we got was from somebody who was much older who said, you know, you don't have to be a surfer to get something out of this show because if you can just think there's a parallel here. When, when these guys are talking about surf, if you just put the word life in there, it's all the same stuff, isn't it? How do you deal with your own frustration? Yeah. Um, the, the, you literally will give me like 20 questions from that whole uh, spiel. One thing that really sticks out to my mind is um, I didn't know wetsuits got thicker than three mil a couple of years ago. <laughs> um, that, that was new to me. Coming welcome over here. here. Welcome. Uh, boots, gloves, and hoods. Uh, yeah, that was yeah. good as well. Um, Luke, how, how long have how long have you been surfing in the UK? I mean, and how's the what have you found? Twenty nineteen, right? Twenty nineteen is when I came over. Which uh, my first experience surfing in the UK was pretty grim. Um, it was hard to get waves because it was very like sporadic. Like I wasn't really like it was a short term thing. I wasn't expecting to live here. Um, and I remember my first real proper surf trip was like to Wales in oh, December or January. I was such an idiot. I had no clue. I went to Wales uh, and I was like, yeah, it's going to be like shoulder high, best waves I've had the whole time here, but didn't think about how cold it was, where the sun was. It was dawn. I was no gloves or hood in Oof. January. Oof. And it was oh, frozen on the sand and I was just like oh, running out to the beach, didn't think about it. And halfway through, I was like, this is the best surf I've got since I've come to this country. And I had my hands in my mouth just to try and keep my fingers warm because that was the warmest <laughs> hole I had. That's a good tip. I like that. And I was just sitting there and I was just like, surely this is madness. Like, why am I here? Why am I doing this? Like, what reason am I? And I ended up getting sick for a week. I got that cold. Um, 
And that was such a harsh lesson. And if we tie this back, I was definitely not being mindful. Uh, it was all ego and arrogance of like, just run out and do it and you'll be fine. Just move around and paddle a lot. There's no one else yeah. out there, but yeah, like one yeah. mate. Um, but something that I think, cause Liam, you're also a surf coach, right? Will, I, Will is, I, Will, I, I Will. am the, if I dare use this word, having not labeling people, the sort of kookier uh, side of the mindful surfer. Um, I always tell people I've been learning to surf 20 years because I thought I was surfing and then, you know, start surfing more with people like Will. And I'm like, ah, oh, no, I'm not really. I better sort of, I better learn some tricks and some moves. And that might be as simple as a, a cutback. But um, yeah, Will, Will's sort of more of the coach of, of our of our duo but you do you do i think oh sorry Luke mike mentioned it's, it's oh, the surf lifesaving I'm, I'm i'm a nipper coach you do so you do teach that yeah because the thing i guess the, the thing that i wanted to, to draw here is that yeah in some way you're both coaching yeah. and oh, yeah. the the question that comes to me is especially being mindful um i think the biggest problem most people face in my personal opinion is more the mental side of things than technique and everything else in surfing yeah. Yep. And that when I listen to you guys, my external, and I think you guys are doing an amazing job to make uh, education entertainment is really powerful. And I find that a lot more approachable to a lot of people. So I think you guys are doing a really good job on that. But when I think about like people viewing that, they kind of view this in this way that like, it must be easy for you because I also get this interpretation of how much fun you guys have from your podcast. But my question to you guys is, how actually hard is it for you in your day-to-day -day life to sometimes be mindful that it's not always easy, it's not always an approachable thing, and sometimes you kind of have to check yourself? Dude, it, every day. Yeah, for me. Minute by minute. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm currently needing another piss, which is Liam, Liam is very used to, because my bladder is ridiculous. And particularly being on ultra-low carb right now, the water just flies through me. And I'm having to be mindful as I speak now that I can't just dart off and take a piss. Um, so there's, there's, an, there's an insight for you. But no, I think it, Jesus, Liam can share this. Go on. No, I, I, it's a great question. That is, um, and again, joking about, you know, family and in, in light, you know, there's a, and we'll share this with him. There's a quote that says, if you, you think you're enlightened, you should go and spend a week with your own family. And, and, and the same when, you, you, you set this label upon yourself or you, an expectation about being mindful, being a mindful surfer. It doesn't mean that there are times when I'm not swearing under my breath or actually louder than that in the sea or, or not as much as I used to slap the water if things are not going well, but it's being aware of those things. And so it's, it's probably for both of us, which is one of the other key drivers of this to make this more accessible, especially to blokes, right? Uh, more, more accessible about, accessible about it's okay to, question this stuff and tr want to try and improve your uh, awareness of the mind that can kind of play tricks on you and, and and especially if it then associates very heavily with the ego and the the kind of frustrations and the anger and the expectation that comes with that if you're not aware of it can really interrupt the flow of life never mind surfing so you know are we mindful uh, yes, because the awareness is there and, it, and, we, and that's growing every day and it's all a sort of spectrum. You're never really at the destination. But does it mean that every day we're like, I'm, I'm floating through like a sort of Zen guru through life? Absolutely not. And, it, and if, in fact, if it wasn't for the awareness brought by mindful practices 
uh, by surfing, um, I, I, I would not be anywhere uh, near calm or, or balanced. You know, I've, you, you, you're dealing with um, teams. You know, my day job is I've grown a business around the world and dealing with sort of high performance teams that are target driven. Um, the stress of managing businesses through um, very tricky economic trading conditions when you, you, you don't have very deep pockets. It's all of that brings to bear the, the lessons of, that certainly I've been uh, going through around surf and mindfulness. So, it, but it's, it's, it's the ability to check yourself when things are getting really tricky uh, on land or in the sea and coach yourself around that, uh, and, uh, which helps you see through the fog. So, and, and, and frankly, Luke, I think one of the big things, is if, if we can both do it, you know, anybody can do it as well. Yeah. That's the other thing yeah, is yeah, that, yeah. you know, there's nothing, no human is inherently better than another human. It's, you know, how, what, what experiences have they had and what awareness and practices that they're able to bring to bear to make their experience of life better. And then, you know, then you throw in the frivolity really of surfing or rugby or golf or, or whatever sport they play or music they play. And if you could apply some of those principles, stepping back and taking a breath and being aware of either the absurdity of it or how little it will matter in the, in the very long term, then, then you, you can start to step away from that kind of visceral, egoic, uh, you know, human reaction to situations that don't, don't really warrant it in the long run, if that makes sense. Because, you know, just to add to that point, Liam's making is this, this thing where um, it's a huge, it's a huge work on Luke. It's a great question you've asked, and um, there's a Gandhi quote that comes to mind when we're thinking of this work on, and it is is um, be the change you want to see in the world. And it is yeah. for me still to this day the hardest quote so for true. me for me to do in my life because um, people are so triggering. Uh, and that includes us. We trigger ourselves <laughs> and then other people trigger us too. And, um, I've taught mindfulness practices for, for almost 15 years and done thousands of hours of, of, of all kinds of meditation practices myself. And still to this day, um, I have the similar kinds of triggers. So that, that hasn't changed at all. I'll give you an example. I was in the sea the other day and someone came in was being a certain way and it really surprised me how I reacted. I I got on the front foot like bang, super quick, which which almost if I'd looked back, let's say let's say I'd looked into a crystal ball from four or five years ago and seen myself doing that, I'd be like, whoa, what is he doing? Cause I I I just found what this person had done just to be really, really not good behavior for the collective. Uh, and I'm normally the kind of person that kind of, you know, take a breath and I'll find some space and I'll on this one, I just, <laughs> and then I came away from that whole experience of having spoken up to this person and been uh, fairly aggressive, but I would say mostly assertive is I actually came away going, okay, well, I got, I got massively triggered. So that's my issue, not theirs at all. And that's what we got to all take ownership of is, is it's never someone else's fault. Even if someone's being terrible in the surf or let's say you're having a terrible surf or let's say you're, you're, you're suffering from an injury or there's lack of money or whatever it is. It's never anyone else's fault ever. It's complete ownership. And with that ownership, then we can go start to look at it and go, right, well, how am I reacting? And I wholeheartedly admit that my initial reaction was an unconscious one. It's not one that I would want to 
recommend at all because we want to just feel good in life. We don't want to feel stressed. And I got stressed. But then afterwards, when I got out and I had spoken to this person, I actually kind of reviewed it a little bit like I would. And there's, there was a kindness because it's this thing where we can only do the best that we can in every moment. And I know that's just a really obvious thing to say, but we don't sometimes pause for long enough to contemplate what that really means. So we are truly as humans in every moment. I know it might not seem like this, but it really is truly that we are, we're doing life with the best level of awareness we have at that time. And so afterwards, if we ever make a mistake, and this is so important for, for anyone to hear, that if we ever make a mistake, that God's sake, be kind to yourself. Because we're going to cock up an absolute ton, man. On the journey of growth, the, the mistakes are thick and fast. And in fact, the more you're growing, the more you realize how many hiccups you make on that path. It's like, you know, the old path where you weren't so aware. Yeah. You probably weren't aware of how often you used to get it wrong. But, but when you are getting more aware, you start going, whoa. Yeah. But there's got to be kindness to yourself on that because you've got to be able to learn. No, nobody's, nobody's harder. Nobody's ever going to be harder on you than you are on yourself in many respects. Yeah. And that's been my biggest lesson. You know, we, are, we are our own worst critics. And, uh, and we always suffer more, to nick the sort of old stoic quotes, in our, mind, in our minds than we do in reality often. And, and, and it's our own minds that are the, the things that, hold us back as well, you know, um, criticize, prevent you from exploring or playing or whatever it might be, especially as grown-ups, you know, where you say, well, this kind of frivolity of surfing, do I give myself permission to it? And then when you start doing it, oh, I'm not good enough at it. It's, it's, it's totally absurd, isn't it? You know, that we, we, we really, we build our own walls around ourselves. Um, and so to kind of create awareness of that allows people to stretch those further, ourselves included. And with that comes a much better experience of, of, of existence. No, I agree. There's so many different things. I'm going to try and paraphrase some of it and um, come back to it. Uh, I am my own worst enemy. Like there is no one worse than me. Uh, if I do anything wrong in the, in the surf, I've probably punched myself in the face for it. And then if I'm surfing with Clay, he's already screaming it out at me. And I'm just like, can you please shut the hell up? Because I've already got like, I don't want to hear it. You just like kick me when I'm down. Why don't you stab me? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of how it feels. Cause I'm already like, yeah, physically and mentally beating myself up because I'm so annoyed with myself. Um, and I, it's something that I need to work on is that, yeah, like even though you're, you're able to coach people, these things aren't easy. Even though you're able to help other people, it's a constant battle yourself, which um, I'm going to tie back to another thing, which is where you're talking about kind of, for lack of a better term, regrets. And I kind of treat life like that. I don't have regrets because in that moment in time, like there, there are decisions I wish I took different decisions, but in that moment in time, I have to accept that is the decision I made with what information was there for me. And in that moment in time, that was deemed the best choice. And that was the choice I took in that moment. And if it's something that led me to maybe was a negative outcome, I have to kind of just accept it and go, well, like in that frame of mind, you can't be mad at yourself because this is what you knew. This is how you felt. This is what you did. Like, would you make that decision again? Nine times out of 10, probably you would. So how do you coach yourself to not make that decision and maybe slow it down, which going to paraphrase some other stuff because I think it's really, I just, 
I kind of want to highlight it. Um, really early on, Will, you were talking about how any surfer be mindful. And I think what you said is really powerful in that there isn't a blueprint. There isn't like a magic swallow a pill. It's very much how do you best deal with yourself and not fight yourself? How do you understand your own ego? Do you kind of agree with that? Yeah, I do. I think that um, what I find, it's utterly mysterious how people are. And I think we, we make assumptions from the fence as, oh, they're like that because that, they do this and they do this. So they're like that. And we, we come up with these labels for each of us, but we don't actually know what is the experience for that person inside of their body like. Um, and, and what's remarkable with non-awareness, let's go into that because you have non-awareness and then awareness. So with non-awareness, inherently there's more suffering, but the only, the only way that person can come out of more suffering is through becoming more aware. And, and then this is what's really interesting. It's actually really, really intense suffering that sparks the awareness into life. So it's a very weird, mysterious little paradox that in most people, we talk about when they start to become more aware, it came out of a trauma and out of a, um, a, a really difficult period. So, so it's why um, I'm almost, I'm so thankful that I went through so much early on in my health um, and my mind, uh, you know, like, you know, pre-suicidal and, you know, didn't sleep for seven nights straight one time. And I'm on all kinds of drugs and just tired and grumpy and angry and pissed a lot of the time. And my skin was, was just lethally bad. And I'm so glad I went through that at such a young age because I had to go through such, such suffering that eventually I had to turn somewhere else. Cause of course, if we keep trying to create uh, our calm out of external control, we're just going to suffer even more. So you know, it was when I, I really stopped uh, crisis meditating that things changed, and I, I would I would be in my crisis as per usual. So I'd go and meditate, and things would get a little better with my mind, and I would start to spot that it it, it wasn't um, the reality of things that was causing my anxiety, but my mind, and I would notice that trend. Then once I noticed it for enough, I'd then back off, and then a lot of my symptoms would come back of, of ill health and anxiety and all these things. And then I would meditate again; it would get a little bit better, and then it would all come back again. And I did this toing and froing until eventually I realized that I needed to meditate every single day, whether it was a phenomenal day or whether it was a, a, a difficult day. And it relates to surf because I'm sometimes at my most unconscious and most likely to then slip up and have a, an argument with my wife when I get home, when I've had an unbelievable surf. And it sounds strange, because people will go, no, you're happy, you're buzzing, you're amazing. You just had an incredible surf. Well, that's fine, but it can lead to non-awareness. So like, whether it's, whether it's you're having a slightly more difficult time or whether it's you're having a really blessed time, an amazing time, I think just being aware of your mind and your ego in that, uh, is essential at all times. But what I would say to people say is that, you know, if you'd like to get more from the surf, um, have a practice whereby you, you just on your own in the day, every day, and just be totally on your own with your own breath. 
And that could be walking, it could be sitting, standing, uh, it could be while you have your coffee, it could be doing anything. But if you, if you build a, a practice of, of pure solitude uh, and being with yourself, you just start to get to know yourself. And that's all it is. It, it, it's, it's not rocket science. Um, but we've, I think we certainly, Liam would agree, we've, we've got to, <laughs> we've got to um, accept the suffering that will take place in our lives, but, but, but know that it will and will always be the fuel that gets us into uh, more and more joy, more and more peace, more and more wellness. Um, because in the end, it's in, an, it's in a mind that can detach from expectation around surf. Like, for example, I used to always have this expectation around surf. Oh, well, the surf is six foot. It's clean. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have an amazing time. And then you get in and go, oh, fuck's sake, it, it, it's shit. It's actually closing out. And, there's, and I would immediately get this, when I got this little drop, from the reality of what unfolded, that I get this big drop in, oh, well, it's no good then. And so it's removing expectation through awareness. Massive. Um, and you've been so much better at that, dude. Like, I, Liam impresses me so much these I, days. I, I think it's that, it's why surfing and Buddhism and Zen philosophy and that kind of Taoist thing go really well, Taoist thing go really well is because it is all about that kind of, like we'll say, out of suffering or struggle or uh, hardship comes those moments of nirvana, like nirvana or clarity and and by the way they don't last forever either so it's then you go back into the cycle but each stage you break something and you get better at it and and and, and that can be superficial stuff right that can be the superficiality of proving at surfing i mean i'd love to speak to clay on this as well that you go well unless you really look at yourself and and and, and struggle and destroy if you like your surfing ego until you do that yourself, until you're prepared to stand naked with your Almeric flyer in the, in the mirror and realize that you're not what you may have thought you are. And actually, by, 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 by being honest with yourself of where you're at in your life and your surfing, and really honest with yourself and really looking at the struggles you've only then is the path opened up for you to improve. And that whatever stage. So that can be a really superficial version or it can be an incredibly deep seated improvement journey. Um, I find that hilarious, uh, hilariously accurate that you brought that up because it's like, literally I have like this internal playbook in my head when I coach someone face to face and it is a yes or no question. And it's like, maybe at least 50% of people I'm like, do I have to like first thing, understand how to communicate to this person. So like, how do they take information in? Do they want funny? Do they want straight to the point? Do they want this, this, and this? Like I need to find that communication level really quickly. But my second thing is, do they have an ego and do I need to destroy it so that this person is actually coachable? Because if they have an ego, I'm like, I can't coach them. Like they've already come to a coach for like, I want help, but I'm like, it's like you get these people who just like rush into everything and don't even take the time to listen or like, I'm better than this. And I'm just in there going like, mate, I'm just in there internally going, I need to kill this ego so quick. What's the quickest way to do it so that I can actually get your results. So it's hilarious for me because I'm just like, it's exactly what life is like. It's like if someone comes for coaching, I'm like, destroy that ego so quick. If you don't, I will. Um, and how can I do that? Which then leads me to a question for you guys. Like you're both, talking about this journey of improving your surfing, having more fun with it, being more mindful. I'm curious what that looks like for you guys. Like how has that experience gone since doing the podcast? But then also to retrospectively look at it and go, 
well, what would that be like if we didn't know what we know now? Like if we didn't know about some of the mindfulness practices, how would that experience be without that? Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, um, it's re- actually, it's really good because I, I think the show for us actually it, it, it is a fortnightly accountability exercise. Yeah, true. Like the, the, the show is a chance for us to voice our insanity and our judgment and mistakes um, and everything else in between. And what, what we then hope is that when someone listens to that, they go, oh, geez, yeah, I kind of do that. And that is kind of holding me back a little bit. And then bang, they go in the surf and they suddenly put it on rail. And they, and they, they go, oh God, yeah, I'm always trying to overturn. I'm always trying to make impress people like, like my ego wants to, but hang on, no one even gives a shit. Yeah. <laughs> no, no one gives a shit about how much spray I can put out the back of this lip. Like no one. And if they are looking, they're more than thinking, does this guy deserve to be on the peak or not? That's all they're why they look. That's the only reason why they're looking. <laughs> yeah. And so we, I think of, this is my view, and I've only, only just thought of it spontaneously because of the question you've asked, because it's a very deep question, which is a great one. Um, it, it's an accountability tool, I think. Oh yeah, I couldn't agree more with that. That's that that's that's nailed it really. And I, I sort of realize that now. That's we but by the conversations that we have and, and, and the kind of this mindful surfer, even the label that we put on the show, therefore I guess our, ourselves to to a certain extent, is is a, is is an accountability. Am I am I doing the things that I am trying to help people do? And if you're not, then you're a hypocrite, right? And it's kind of so it's 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 always avoid the avoidance of that, but at the same time being uh, forgiving of your human side. That of course we all fall into those patterns of behavior because that's just the nature of living as a as a human being. You know, we we're all flawed. No one's perfect. But to, to your to your your question as well is the it's all relative as well about where you are at on the improvement of the thing, who you are, and what you're trying to do, especially when it comes to performance. So you, you know. Our, the whole thing is built around, and I was talking actually to the, the uh, talking about the coaching thing, end of season to the kids that had come through the, the sort of silver life-saving award with, with me this year. And, uh, and it was like, you, you know, you can really apply that, what we're talking about to those situations and saying, it, it's really about those compound improvements week by week or, you know, month by month that make each person a better version of themselves. And that's the bit to say, you know, Every week we sit down and, or every couple of weeks and have that accountability. Am I a better version of what I was two weeks ago across every aspect of what we're saying? Mind, body, stoke, where have I fallen down and how do I go again? You know, and when you do stumble, uh, that you forgive yourself for that and go again. And there's no, it doesn't mean you stopped. It doesn't mean the journey's over. It means that you go, I can get back up. And I, and I can go again with all of the th- stuff that come, comes with it. But m- more importantly, wh- where am I at against my own level uh, rather than where am I at against, uh, you know, Geordie Smith <laughs> yeah. know? Or, or that guy there who's been ripping. So it's, it's, it's the relativity of improvement as well. And that's the thing that drives the, sh- the show to an extent as well. You, you can be hopefully anywhere on that graph. You know, how many hours practice have you had at anything you're trying to learn? And forgive yourself along that journey, but equally strive, you know, energetically and, and without compromise to make those improvements. No, I agree. Um, I think there is, 
a couple times a year, I see someone in the surf who their surfing ability is not pleasing on the eyes. Um, it, it's quite bad, but the expression on their face and the fun that they're having is so infectious that I almost just feel like, can I go back to like that ignorance is bliss kind of just like the, cause like the, the pushing yourself, the ego, this drive and not accepting yourself causes more pain. But then when something clicks, that's like taking a drug and you're like, holy shit, this is amazing. Oh, I like that. Um, and it's just like, how do I get more of that? And it's like, we'll go back through the pain and suffering, go through withdrawals, go work through it again, then go hit yourself again. And it's like, that's awesome. That's awesome. It's, I, I think I, I, I would massively recommend if anyone wants to get better at surfing, that they just get into better relationships because it's all about honest conversation. That's the only thing that's ever helped any human ever and ever will be is someone having honest conversation. And if, if you're having honest conversation, whether it's with a coach or a friend or whoever, you, you're guaranteed to be improving because you, you, you're laying yourself bare and you go, oh, yeah, I tend to do this. And oh, well, I did this and did it. And it's just this exchange that starts to happen. So a, a, a podcast, if you sort of recommend it, you know, coaching 101 to get better at surfing, start a podcast with your mate. Or, or, but rather <laughs> start with yourself first. The worst person to lie to is yourself because it just sort of, twists and turns you from the inside and you'll you'll always be stuck in a version of yourself that you're not you're not you don't take yourself back to bare bones and start again um but you're right yeah, i agree with that and then and then lying to yourself is really funny because i coached someone at the wayful uh the other month uh alan who is an amazing guy he's also uh does some some coaching in england um but i asked him a very simple question because he came out of the wayful and for those who've not surfed a wave pool, it can be a very stressful, unfun environment when you've got expectations and so many other things. And I asked him just a simple question because I know he had a, a session where he wasn't happy. And I just said, like, do you like surfing the wave pool? And I saw this moment in his body language of just like he's lying to himself in that sense of like he was trying to answer the question. And I'd already cut him off before he opened his mouth. And I'm like, you hate it. Because your first response was like, uh, and you're like, I'm just literally trying to think, how can I be polite about this? And it's just like, when you tie that back into your surfing, it's like, when you do something, you know how it felt. You know if it felt good or bad. And quite often when my partner sees me surf, she's like, oh, you were doing really good. And I'm like, no, I kind of know, like, from what I felt, how bad that was. Like, don't try and, like, it's nice, nice to hear. But yeah, I mean, like, I don't need the, the pep talk. It was, it was pretty crap. Um, so I always find it interesting because you can see when someone's trying to lie to themselves and I find it quite funny in the sense that like, hopefully that will change. And, uh, when they do, they then like Alan then went off and had another session at the wave, um, that same day. And it was like night and day difference. The minute he just kind of oh, accepted wow. that I hate the wave pool. It's not the ocean. It's not fun. It's not my level of fun. It's not my desired experience for surfing, but hey, I've got this opportunity to learn from it and accept it and take away, don't give all the power to these pressures and then just try and use it, this, this amazing training tool that it is. And he went from like really frustrated to like, wow, this is really good. Like I, I can, like, this is what I, this is the experience I wanted from it. That's great. Awesome, man. 
That's wow. a wicked story. I was like that with wet, bigger waves. I don't like wet. I'm not a big wave surfer. And we'd go in sometimes and until I was honest and say, yeah, I just don't like them. <laughs> Honestly, that was, I was not enjoying the sessions and it was interrupting mm. our sessions really. And then, you know, you get better and you dial up your uh, comfort zone again with those things. But I had to, I had to really kind of have a chat to myself and say, you know, just be, be honest about the fact that you're scared, you know, and it's okay. It's uh, some of it's, it, it, you finding that place where you, you're in the, in the right area of, there's just enough challenge, but not too much that you, you ruin the experience. No, I could agree. Um, which is something that we've kind of touched across this whole conversation is, is improving yourself. And I really hate the label self-help. I think it's so, it's like a gateway that blocks people out from getting into it. And I always kind of view it as, as self-betterment and like, you don't need help. Like, it's just, do I want to make myself better? Yes or no. Um, and you guys have listed so many things. And for the listener, it's kind of, there's no magic pill. Find what works for you, which is an experience, which I guess what I want to ask is like, for you guys, someone who doesn't know where to start, obviously also listening to your podcast, is there somewhere you would recommend generically, even though it's not always the right thing for everyone to do, where should they start just to be more mindful? Is it just asking a question every surf, like, hey, what am I taking into the waves before I've even started a surf? It's about looking at your circle. And if within that circle, of, of trust that you have. And, and I'm not just saying your partner who doesn't quite understand it, but you're like surf friends that if you're not having honest conversations with them about your fears and your struggles and, you know, your board choice and whatever else it might be, then it's to hire a coach. So I think it's one or the other, but if you don't have a circle of people that you, you really trust in where you can share in honest conversation or have a coach, then yeah, for sure. I think, I think you're going to stall your progress. I think that's the most mindful thing we could do is either have honest conversations or, or hire someone. Yeah. I mean, to get more, I mean, there are accessible books, you know, so your question was about getting, how do you get more into mindfulness, generally speaking? Uh, I, I think there are, there are some, well, I, I would approach this from two angles, actually. I think there's sort of, there is a mindfulness industry that's sort of built on a lot of um, teachings that kind of, Across everything from sort of Buddhism to other religions and Stoicism, so there's a few sort of books. Eckhart Tolle's very good. There's a book, The Power of Now, which a lot of people have prob- probably heard about, or A New Earth. And you know, if you op- if you open your mind and read it, it's about that kind of ability to just sort of be in the here and now. And you know, to, to kind of bring that back to surfing, Jerry Lopez, I say this a lot, but I think he said, that, you know, that's why surfing and mindfulness or surfing and meditation goes so well together because flow experience on a wave is a, is, a, is a cheat code. It's like a back door into an experience that takes people a lot of practice to get into from a, as a, as a mindful, mindfulness practice or a meditation practice. practice. And surfing gives you a hack. It's, a, it's like you've been given the keys to some accelerated learning of how do you sit in the moment that is in no place and no time and for that period, incredibly short window that you're on the wave. You almost know one as well. You 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 kind of connected, and it's very hippified, but you kind of connected with something way bigger and uh, than you through this kind of energy that is just thrown out of the ocean. And and again, that's relative as well. For for some people, that comes through surfing 
Pipeline or Mavericks, and for others, it's surfing like like me probably a, a summer beach here at sort of four four foot, and that's and so 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 a combination of yeah, there are things you can read um, like that, and then there's things you can do as Will Will saying that that it's quite accessible as well, and not yeah, not sort of sitting on a cushion with scented candles and twinkly music in the background. Uh, yeah, I agree. I think a lot of people. Uh, view too many things as woo-woo these days. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Even though they're not. And I'm just kind of like, yeah, just drop it. Just get rid of it. Just like, it's your choice to buy into that or not. And it's your choice that there's so many options on this information now. And when I listen to you guys, I'm like, there's no woo-woo. It's just guys having fun sitting in a car. And uh, if if someone who's listening to this is like, oh, you know, some of the stuff is woo-woo. It's like, literally, it's just, where are you getting that from? You know, you yeah. can find someone that's on the top of the scale and someone who's at the, the complete opposite. But I guess the final thing I'd want to ask you guys um, is, and Will, this might be more of a question for you, is that from your past experience, and, and some of that is familiar to me, is that surfing in itself, but also the mindfulness is confronting, but Doing it in surfing, I find so much more confronting that like how I am in the day that if I go out and have a surf and I know that between my partner and our baby and all these other things that I have to do and work, it almost like hypes up that I have to go and have a good surf. And if I don't and I come home grumpy because I've had a really frustrating surf and then that gets shared to the rest of my family, that that being mindful but also trying to surf with all these other life pressures makes it so much more yeah confronting in life but then pushes me to be better and then the the pursuit of being mindful and so many other things then makes that process easier mm. is my experience but how would you put that into your own words i think it's it's you've got the pre-surf the, the surf and then the post-surf and they're all very interesting if you look at them on a physiological front because going into it the excitement builds an expectation. Then doing it, you're doing loads of exercise, which raises uh, good hormones like dopamine, but it also raises cortisol levels and adrenaline. So you got the yin and yang of all these things. So you got the buildup, which is excitement, but we'll call that the yang, and then the yin or vice versa is unconscious expectation. Then when you're doing it, you've got the yin or yang, whichever way you look at it, of Wow, this is this is so good for my brain, my dopamine levels. But of course, at the same time, you are raising adrenaline, cortisol at times, and it can be frustrating like that. And then the post, which is that you've got you know dehydration, you got a need for calories, uh, you got to drive home, which is uh, sometimes in traffic and stuff. So managing ourselves in that pre, during, post is a good challenge. And I think that um, one of Liam's ones was was Ace once, where he said. He was working with someone who, who we highly recommend, who we'll, we'll mention on future shows, if not now. But um, it was this idea that, Liam, who you're working with, mentioned about what is your pre-surf ritual like? So it, it's, it's being ritualistic with our practices where we, we, we have a set routine of raising awareness with breath before we go surfing that just grounds us in non-expectation. So that by the time we're getting into the sea, we've removed expectation from the surf. So we're not going, wow, this is going to be amazing. And we've not gone, oh shit, this is going to be crap. We're just, we're just in a state of no mind because we've 
done enough deep breathing and awareness to, to let all those thoughts pass. If we let them th- those thoughts pass enough, hopefully the mind is more still. Not completely, that's, that's impossible, but certainly a little bit more still from that breathing. The during ritual is just being more focused and in the moment when we trigger ourselves through other people or uh, through getting a turn wrong or fucking up or, or feeling like you know, pain in the body, you know, whatever it might be. Again, that's breathing. It always comes back to breathing. So again, when you're getting triggered, like one of my classics is, oh shit, my ankle's hurting again. Does that mean I'm going to be fucked tomorrow and can't surf? And my mind starts doing all this spinning. So in that during moment of the surf, again, it's still breath. I've got to breathe better through that. If I breathe better, my awareness goes up of the thoughts I'm having. Then they pass. I feel calmer. And then the after. And in a way, the after is is even harder because if you've had either a terrible surf or an amazing surf, the after bit of surfing is a really interesting time because you're now entering back into the real world, whatever that is. Um, and again, breathing, breathing, breathing is so important, but you would empathize with well, this, wouldn't you? It's a bit like you're saying, we've, I connect this to the sort of woo, woo as well, Luke, is that it's okay to be woo. I mean, the fact that we're walking around on this massive uh, kind of rock in space is, is woo-woo enough for me, you know, right? Any, what, what else? It's, it's, mm. it's completely bonkers. So we should embrace anything that comes our way, what a, what a ride it is. And, but the, the big one for me in that is, and I was a bit skeptical of all the sort of journaling and gratitude and thank, you know, all that stuff, but it's the gratitude for it, right? So every time I get out of my, in my head of like, oh, it's surf, this, that, the other, and, you know, the image of surfing or whatever it is, and the expectation we put on it and the family life and have I got enough time and all of that stuff is, you know, we've all got, you've got a small child, Will's got a couple, I've got three kids, all that stuff gets in the way. But it's the moment that you get on the beach, as he was saying with like pre-surf rituals, it's thinking, thank you. You know, the gratitude for being in that situation is, is a bit, and we, we had this actually back and forth maybe on uh, social at the time with uh, Clay uh, and Ant about we called the shit wave police where we did an op- uh, episode called the shit wave police. And, th- and this idea that sometimes people go, ah, it's a bit shit in there or it's something, it's this, that, and the other. And you're like, what actually could be better? What, what is, what is shit about standing on this beautiful sand and going into the sea to spend however long, 10 minutes, three hours of unadulterated play, really uh, chasing waves and surfing on this, just this energy that's being thrown out of the ocean. So the, to, to be very thankful for that, wherever you are, always sets you back to, oh. And, and when, you, when, you, when you see it in that context, being grateful for the experience and actually being grateful for being given the chance to surf, everything else just sort of falls away because you, you start to see how blessed we are to have that as a, as a thing to even, even not let alone talk about, to go and do on a regular basis. It's, it's, it's a dream, really. Um, and so Woo Woo supports that because what, what could be more fabulous than getting in the ocean and riding waves? Best life ever. No, great. Great. Well, thank you so much for your time, guys. It's been uh, amazing. Uh, one final thing, I guess, is that if there's anything else you want to add, now's a great time. But otherwise, where can people find more of your stuff? They can find us hopefully in in Indo with Clay and you and uh, surfing at some point. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Well, I am am going back to Australia. Australia.
I, I really want to see um, so, you know I've, I've probably got a spare bag yeah <laughs> <laughs> we'll pack we'll pack a board or two um yeah where can well, you find it, us? It, 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 at the mindful surfer instagram is it just at the mindful surfer? At, at the mindful surfer um all smart speakers dumbest me speakers apple spotify apple, any, Spot- any, apple any, and spotify anywhere you can get a podcast you can find us and thanks for having us on, Luke. Yeah, Luke, we really appreciate great, it. Great, great questions, man. Well, thank you very much for your time, boys.